Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Morning, everybody. I believe everybody is well. And, and, um, you know, I was, this morning, it was a little bit hectic, and um, I was a little bit busy, <laughs> and we were busy yesterday, and, but fruitful, we should be, always be fruitful, and multiply, and we all know that, <laughs> and yes, Linda, don't you want to come sit in the front, and sit here, otherwise I can't see your beautiful face. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And you'd no hiding at the back. <laughs> Another beautiful young lady. Hallelujah. Thank you. So um today it's 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 really gonna truly and you all all of you guys can sit can pray for me that what I really say is is what God wants and what's on his heart. And, you know, it was like this morning me and Dr. Yvette was just having a quick chat. And um, I know we say that a lot of times. And, and we've been ministering to a few people these last few weeks. And the thing that stands out to me the most is how the enemy comes and attacks you on who you are and who you're supposed to be and makes you feel alone, makes you feel unworthy. I'm not good enough, you know. And this morning I was listening to a, a lady on, on um, television and even Jesus, if you think how many times he was attacked on his identity and on who he was, you know, can any good thing come from Nazareth? And when this lady was saying this on television, a few years ago, I went to Polokwane to visit my brother, and that morning we went to church, the Sunday morning. And I met his pastor, was at the door, all, and he said, this is my sister um, from um, Wit, Witbank, Emil Athleni. He still said Witbank. And um, the first thing this guy said, can any good thing come from Witbank? And I could immediately take offense, you know, because <laughs> it was like, it, it was an attack on the prophetic on my life immediately. But when I heard it this morning, I was reminded to, on, on what this pastor said. It never deterred Jesus to do anything. It didn't stop him from performing miracles. It didn't stop him from preaching. It didn't stop him from teaching. It didn't stop him from delivering people. It never did. Am I right? It never stopped him. No matter what people said about him. And last night we were ministering to a young man and, and a lady. And I can every time see how... She's, she's growing. 
and and how she's stepping out more because she's hearing the truth. And her biggest thing is her mother has never affirmed or, or loved or always just put her down, always just put her down, even up to today. When she goes to her mom, she says, you are my dumbest child. And um, last night I was trying to explain to her that if I don't have something, how can I give it? So if I don't have love and self-confidence and security and kindness and goodness and love and peace and joy and gentleness and kindness, if I don't have it, how can I give it? Isn't it? If I don't know that I am chosen, um, we were talking about it this morning. Somebody gave a review on our page, and it wasn't good. And the thing is, he, his, his name is there. I, I know in which church he is or was, <laughs> um, everything. So I was thinking, I don't know him. I don't even know this person. Why? How, how can he give us a review if he doesn't even know us? A bad review, you know? And then I realized while I was sitting there, because I immediately had to let it go. <laughs> you see what happens? And, and I thought, Lord, bless this man. And God showed me there's a tremendous attack on his body. And he feels unworthy. And he doesn't feel good enough. And I immediately said, Lord, touch his body and, and then heal him. Spiritually, emotionally, financially, physically, whatever, whatever he's struggling with. You see, we have to bless those people who come against us. We have to bless our enemies. You know, those people who spitefully use you. And it's not always easy, you know. I could give him a, I could, I can see who it is. I can go on his Facebook page and tell him, hey, <laughs> you know. But Jesus never did that. He never did. He was sitting there in the sand and they were accusing this lady of adultery and, and wanted to stone her. And he was so oblivious, like whatever. He didn't even look up. They were not even worthy of him looking up to them. He was, like I've said before, humbling. He was sitting on the ground, drawing in the sand. Isn't it? Isn't that what the word said? That's a sign of humility, the lowest form, isn't it? And of staying humble because and making a decision that I'm not what he, his review says. That's not who we are. We know who we are. We're supposed to. And that's the thing. In Psalm 34, verse 18, it says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. You know, sometimes our spirits get crushed, isn't it? But then God reminded me again of what happens to an olive. It gets crushed. 
it gets crushed to get what out? The oil. To get that oil out, sometimes the anointing only comes out when we get really crushed and stepped on and bruised and broken. It was never God's plan. God, that's not who God is. But that's the enemy. What the enemy brings against us, trying to crush us. And I've just realized the more the attacks on my identity and who Radical Change Ministry is, the more I know we are growing, we are moving in leaps and bounds. God has a plan for us. It, it was his idea. It was God's idea. And we must keep on keeping on, no matter what, no matter what's coming against you. Because he will, he's out there. Like a, like a roaring lion. Gerda had the sermon on Sunday. Seeking who he can. He's seeking who he can devour. He's seeking. And he'll use anybody and anything to be able to do that. To crush you. To, to, to break you. But God turns it around for your good. And if we will start seeing that. And I was using an analogy last night. Say... I'm this person always putting you down or reviews or, or whatever. I always put the enemy's face in front of it because it's not that person. It's the enemy working through that person. That, that is how it is. It's never that person. But sometimes you feel like you can minister to them fivefold. You know, I know that, but it's not the way to go. It's, it's that operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit by and in love, covering them with love no matter what, because it's a, it's, to me it always reveals that person needs prayer. That person is most probably broken, crushed, all of that stuff too. We don't know. Maybe the prophetic hurt him. I don't know. We don't know. But what we should know is what we sing. What we should know is what we read. And that's how it comes. Um, he's near to the broken and saved those who are crushed. He saves us from it. This verse is how sometimes we are broken and, and lost. We feel alone. We feel not worthy. We, what am I here for? What is my purpose? Uh, you know, but we don't realize how powerful we are. We don't realize what a difference we can make. We don't realize what God is doing behind the scenes. That you must just keep on keeping on no matter what. He makes ways where there seems to be no way. Um, and he's always there. We may fall seven times. He's always there to pick us up. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. You know, the most important thing to remember, no matter how far you feel from God, he's never far from you. Isn't it? And, and when you start having those feelings, not to act on them, but to act the opposite. So, if... If, if, if somebody says to me, um, you're not the, the, the sharpest peanut in the packet, <laughs> me knowing immediately 
Okay, that's not the truth. The truth is I have a mind of Christ. So what is too difficult for me? If God is for me, who can be against me? What can man do to me? See, and that's how faith comes. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But we must hear it. But the thing is, we cannot just be hearers of the word. And that's the thing. We can hear the word. You can sit under my teachings every Wednesday, every Sunday, every Thursday evenings when we pray. You can listen to it. You can listen to it. You can hear it. And then faith comes. But if you don't start doing faith, it, it helps. Faith without works is dead. And that's the thing. That's, we don't realize that's what God is saying. Am I acting upon what I am hearing? Am I acting on it? In, in um, Romans, let me just get it, 10 verse 8. But what does it say? The word, God's message in Christ, because the word is Christ, am I right? Is near you. It's on your lips and in your heart. So where is it first? On your lips. And then it's in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis and object of faith which we preach. Because if you acknowledge and confess with first your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart, then in your heart you start to believe Adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead. We are, we are, Resurrection Sunday is coming. Am I right? You will be saved. For then, now it's, it's turned around. Paul turns it around. For with the heart, a person believes, adheres, trusts, and relies on Christ. And so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth, now it's turned around. Can you see? Confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith, and confirms his salvation. The scripture says, no man who believes in him, who adheres to, relies on, trusts in him, will ever, will ever, will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. Now, how many times do we get disappointed? Many times. Am I not right? Many times we get disappointed. But God says you mustn't. You see, it's because many times we sit under teachings over and over and over and over again. Faith comes, but you don't react on your faith. You don't act on it. Because it was first on your lips, you say, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe I take him as my savior. And they, they, they use this as a salvation message. But it's not just, it's a faith message. And when we start believing really, really, really with everything that is within us, that we are worthy, that there's nothing impossible for us, that, that through the Holy Spirit living inside of us, we can do anything. Nothing is too hard for us. Our bodies are healed. You know, this morning um, I was listening to a, a, a song, Driving Here, and it says it's that rattle of elevation worship. And when the person fell on the bones of Elijah, on the bones,
bones of Elijah. He was raised to life. So, is your bones anointed? Yes. It's full of the anointing of Christ Jesus because that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. But do we act on it? When you pray for something, do you believe but believe but believe that person is healed? Even if that person walks out of here the same. Jesus healed him already. It's for that person to decide, this is my healing, I'm taking it. No matter what symptoms are still in my body. No matter what. No matter what circumstances I'm in right now. No matter what. God is for me. Who can be against me? What can man do to me? God, Jesus said, you will do greater things than he did. Are we? During the night, I speak to my body. Last night, I was so, <laughs> I was so um, conscious of it. I woke up, and I had my hand on my hip here, and I was speaking to my hip. And I'm thinking, what? Oh. And that's the thing. And, and the lady yesterday said, um, her dad had alt Alzheimer's. I don't believe in that. I believe it's if you have a mind of Christ, you can't get it. But it's because people say stupid stuff over themselves, don't look after their bodies, and then uh, and open doors. So when you get old, you get mole. You get crazy. I'm crazy about it. I'm crazy about it. I'm crazy about it. You hit 60, you get crazy. Because you, you, you fed that spirit for how many years? <laughs> it's truth. It's truth. Instead of saying, I love it. That's the word of God. He, God is love. We want to be love. So, so why don't we say, I love it? I mean, can you see how quickly we get entangled into the world's way of thinking? Into the world's way of speaking? Or opinions of man, what they think about me? So now that review makes me, I'm only a one. That's not what God thinks about me. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I will lend to nations and borrow nothing. I have a mind of Christ. I'm chosen. I'm appointed. I'm blessed. I'm kind. I'm gentle. I'm loving. I'm peaceful. Because I keep on saying it over myself. And, and, and I, as the more I say it with my lips, it goes into my heart. And then I start believing really, okay, yes, that's who I am. I'm healed from the tip of my head to the soles of my feet. There's nothing raptured in my body. It's, it, it's totally restored in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against me like I prayed. Because God's word is active, it's living, it's energizing. But I don't speak it, so now I don't get energized. I'd rather go sit in my corner and feel sorry for myself because it, it's the, I, I, I'm, I'm the, 
It only happens to me. <laughs> it only happens to me. I'm so alone. Nobody loves me. I think I'll eat some worms. Isn't it? <laughs> Instead of saying, I'm anointed and appointed. I'm blessed. What can I do today? For who can I pray today? Father, show me. Help me. Arise, 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 arise. Get up, show up, make up, ladies. Hair, look after yourself. Go stand in front of the mirror and say, you are the most beautiful, wonderful creation ever. You have purpose. You have destiny. You are called by God. You have a mind of Christ. There's nothing too difficult for you. And you keep on saying it until you believe it. And still it starts to manifest in your life. No matter what people say about you, no matter what reviews they give you, no matter what jealousy is, is operating, that is not who you are. But as soon as you start believing who you are, keep on, why was Abraham a great man of faith? It's also in Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made you, Abraham, the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. Who gives life. What does he give life to? Who gave life to it? Abraham. Dead. And speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Right. So, who... What in your life is non-existent at this moment? Take the mic. Come on. Tell me quickly. What is non-existent in your life or dead? My writing. Your writing. <laughs> okay. Anita? What is nog nie in your life that you graag wil hee moet manifesteer? It can be a house, a car, a, um, a marriage. Um, My son marriage. Your son marriage. I don't want a wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Work. A job. A job. A job. Security. Security. You can say it. I need a lot of energy. I okay. feel drained of energy. Okay. Hebrews 4.12. House. House. Finances. Sorry? Finances. Finances. Okay. This side? Glenda? Marriage and job. Say again? Marriage and a job. Marriage and a job. More opportunities at schools. Okay. Open doors. Spluma and babies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a well taken care of retirement. 
well taken care of retirement. Jared, come on. Yes, you shouldn't have given me that mic. Okay. I would have to operate in all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Nice one, eh? Marco? Jared, I think you must come sit in front. I want you here close to us. I just want to ask a question about the scripture. Can we go back to that scripture? Yes. Romans 4.17 about Abraham. Yeah. Okay. Romans 4.17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. Abraham was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life, God gives lives to dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Okay. Okay. It's okay. No, I just wanted to make sure, like, who gives life to dead things or dead, yeah, and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised. So the promises is what Jesus foretold, right, and promised. Yes, God promised Abraham yeah, what? All, yeah, that he will be father. All the promises, yes. And all the, yeah, blessings yes. in the Bible. That's right. Yeah, so we can take it all. We can take it all. Yeah. Okay. So if we speak the promises of God, which he foretold, and there's over 2,718 promises in the word. Okay? More or less. I can be out of you. If for every single thing you said right now, it's already been provided for. Already, because he said, um, multiply and fill the earth. Be fruitful. Multiply, be fruitful. Multiply, be fruitful. Genesis, I think it's Genesis 120-something there. There. Um, God gives us, in, he, he supplies in our every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Proverbs 31. So you can say, I'm, my husband will find me. Yeah. Deuteronomy, I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Dr. Ive? Sorry, no, I just want to say, some of the Facebook, can I read to you? Yes. Okay, first I want to say, Lee Ann Moodley said, she's so blessed by you and Pastor Yakun that she opened this ministry. <laughs> so she's looking for financial breakthrough, healing, and new levels in ministry. And Renee wants a house, I think, <laughs> sorry, somebody said a house, and financial breakthrough as well. Okay. And to be used powerfully by God. What does God say about the houses? I will live in houses that I did not build. 
I will have wells that I did not dig. Wells is a financial provision. That's because water brings life. Water brings harvests. If it doesn't rain, the farmers doesn't reap. Can you see? There's a promise for every single thing. If you only take one scripture and you stand on it, there will be no way that God will not, because he's not a man, he cannot lie. What he said to you, he will give to you. God said to me, I will break down and uproot stuff in people's lives and plant again. That means God has given me the ability to uproot wrong strongholds. In Corinthians it says, it's a stronghold, it's like a fortified city. It's like when you, you, it's big, thick bricks like this that they build those, those, those um, ar around to fortify the city. People could drive there. It's still like that. I saw them in Italy. It's a huge wall. When you look at all these old movies of the castles, some castles still, even up to today, they have those thick walls that, 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 it was fortified. So some things in your brain is a stronghold that you have to break down brick by brick. And how do you break it down? By truth. By truth. By truth. If God's word says, if God says in Hebrews 4.17, my word is alive and active, more powerful than a sharp, sharper than a two-edged sword. It says in the Amplified, Hebrews 4.12, it's alive, it's active, and it's energizing. Hebrews 4.12. So if it's energizing, you should have energy. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. So if we take whatever we need right now and we keep on speaking it over our lives, over our bodies, over our circumstances, it energizes you. It penetrates. It, it comes with, into your soul. That means your soul is your will, your intellect, your emotions. So it lifts you up. So if you felt heaviness, it will give you Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. It will give you praise. You will stop praising God. But that's what I'm saying. If we don't start acting and really believing, do we really believe with everything that is within us what God said, what he promised is truth? If he said the Holy Spirit will give you the gifts, I always, I ask for all nine of them. It's a gift. I mean, I had a father, if I went to him and said, um, Dad, I need a, a, um, a car. He would go and buy me the best car he could possibly afford. My dad didn't believe in debt either, so he bought it cash. So my first car was a, he first gave me his car, and then I unfortunately had an accident the first day I got it. That was the enemy trying to take me out. And I didn't even, 
And then he went to buy me a Ford Escort 1.4 liter. I know it was 9,999 rand. And he bought it for me cash. You see, that's why I don't struggle with trusting God for provision. And above and beyond that Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly abundantly above, that I could ever ask, think, or imagine above your highest prayer. You see, we think with God it's begging and pleading, but he's already provided. It's the thing is we don't, we don't step into it. We don't believe it's already been provided for me. There we are. Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his power, that is at work in who? In who? Is able, maybe? Or is it, if, if I'm able, then I'm able. Then I can do it. He's able to carry out God's purpose and do super abundantly. Say, the purpose of God in my life will carry out super abundantly, far over and above all that I Dare ask, or think, infinitely beyond my highest prayer, my desire, my thoughts, my hopes, my dreams. What are you thinking? What are you dreaming? What are you praying? What are you asking? Are we circling a circle of prayer around us? Are we praying bold prayers? Are we? Are we? Are we believing what we are praying for? Or do you think, oh, no, I'm, it's not working. Uh, it's, it's not good. I'm not good enough. But it's not you that, that is able. It's God. He makes you able through his word, the promises that he gave you that is alive and active. Because that is it. His word does not return to him void. Isaiah 55, 11, it accomplishes what it set out to do. It does not return to him void. So if I start to pray, I pray word. I pray scripture. I, you can, you've listened to me before. And you keep on. And, and, and if you say, I don't know the word, take it. Pray it. Say, God, your word says I will never be disappointed. God, your word said I will not be put to shame. God, your word said what I ask you, uh, I only need faith like a mustard seed. But I don't, I, I, want, I want more. But, but it's up to you to decide, am I going to start getting more? Am I going to believe what God said? Am I worthy? Am I, I, I trust him for the houses I didn't build. I trust him for the wells I didn't dig. I trust him for the provision. I don't sit and do nothing. I resist the devil. I resist him. I tell him, you leave. You leave in this circumstance in my body. 
Nothing is uh, my lumbar, whatever thing in my hip is not ruptured. It's healed. It's restored. I have new hips in Jesus' mighty name. No tendonitis operates in my body in the name of Jesus. I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Lord, you sent your word, past tense, and healed me and, and removed every disease and every plague in the name of Jesus. COVID cannot come close to me it, because I am anointed. It runs from me. It stays far away from me. What the enemy meant for my heart, God, you are turning around. Romans 8, 28. What the enemy meant for harm, God will turn around for good. Thank you, God. You are turning everything that the enemy meant for my, every negative word, it will be turned around for my good. What people, it was like Balaam. He was supposed to go and curse. So when he opened his mouth, what happened? Only blessing came out. So Lord, every person that, 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 that I pray for them, Lord, that you put a guard in front of their mouth. And when they open their mouth to curse, only blessing will come out. Because Remember, it doesn't return void. So when we are cursing, that curse goes back to the sender. So I pray for that, that guy, and I say, Lord, that that thing, that review will not go back to him. I bless him. I give him a five. I don't want him to suffer under what he spoke out over us. And it's really sincere. Because I know, I know how it, what it can do. Because a curse without a cause has no effect. It's word. It's biblical. The thing is, we should realize we're not in competition. It's so sad. It's so sad. We're not in competition. And jealousy is not a spirit. It's a fleshly thing. You can't cast jealousy out. It causes spirits to operate. Jealousy causes the spirit of witchcraft to start operating, unfortunately. And God, um, uh, when in the next few weeks I will be teaching on, on how witchcraft craft operates, and even in churches, and how we should realize and start discerning it. I mean, many times we don't even realize it, especially women. Oh, some men too. Pride. Pride is like witchcraft. Intimidation, manipulation, domination, control. If you're operating in that stuff, the Word of God says it's as a sin of witchcraft. It's sin of witchcraft. If you are bullying people to do what you want them to do, if you even... If you are trying to tell God what to do, you are operating in witchcraft. If I prophesy to get something, I'm operating in witchcraft. It's crazy. 
I, I'm, I'm studying it. We have to be so careful. There's such a fine line. If I tell you today, every time you come here and you bring with five people, I will give you a thousand rand. I'm operating in witchcraft. I know it's going to be full in a week. <laughs> but is that how Jesus worked? No, the people followed him. Why? Because of the love of God. May we operate in love. May we operate in the power of God without experience expecting anything because God will bless us anyway I say that all the time every time I, I, I sacrifice my Wednesday mornings God blesses me I don't even and it's just how he is We were speaking about it yesterday evening. I was a, a little bit um, low on energy. <laughs> Lorraine, I also get low on energy. And um, my husband, um, but some, some stuff is self-inflicted, okay? I inflict a few things myself. I get, I'm a marshmallow sometimes. So I feel sorry for people and I said, okay, it's okay, come and see me, it's all right. Come and waste my time. It's okay. And, and uh, we have to be careful for the Ishmaels. These counterfeits. And God has really been speaking to me about that too. People that just come to waste my time because I feel sorry for them. And um, <clears throat> I should really operate in more discernment there and say, okay, fine. Come to church for three months in a row every Sunday then I'll start to counsel you. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not. My time is, I can, I can do much better with my time than to sit and listen at your nonsense and you're not accountable. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> uh, it's true. My, even my daughter, she says to me, then I say, I'm, I'm, I'm counseling this day and that day and that day. And she says, are they in church? No. Are they from our church? No. Why are you counseling them? It's wrong. I shouldn't. <laughs> but I feel sorry for them. Don't get me wrong, you guys are welcome. But, but it's just, uh, some people just waste your time. They want to come and tell you their story. And you can give them advice. They're not taking it anyway. <laughs> but wherever Jesus went, everybody was healed. There was deliverance. There was breakthrough. They started to believe. 
And that's where we should press in to be. And what, did G, what was one of the, the things that every time, when, you, when, when they spoke about Jesus, he went to pray. He went to pray. So you're welcome. Sunday mornings we have a prayer session, session here at 7 o'clock. Saturday mornings, yeah. 7 o'clock. It's not ministering. They, people are not going to minister to you. They're going to pray. It's not a ministering session. It's a prayer session. Because we don't realize we get breakthroughs through prayer. And if you need prayer, you can say, pray for me for this. And then they will pray. They're not, that's it. They're not going to minister. It's not ministering. It's praying. Any questions? Is there on Facebook any questions? Nothing. So? Are you guys excited? <laughs> You're very quiet today. <laughs> have, I, have I made you thought? Or I can give you a testimony. I, I had a, I've said it before. What you look at, you become. I had a Porsche Cayenne, a, a, a toy car in the house for like five years. And I looked at it every single day. And God gave us better. There is nothing impossible for him, and we don't owe one cent on the car. And I'm not bragging, I'm bragging on what God can do. He said, I will give you a house, I'm going to build you a house. Our house is built, it's paid for. We don't owe any money on it. And for you guys that's been to our house, it's not an ordinary house. God gave us the best. And I think even if I asked, if I prayed bolder prayers, it would have been much, even more. Yes. And I mean, he's no respecter of person. But we, just, we have to really believe what he promised us in the word. Say, I believe, God, what you've promised me. I will start speaking it. Those non-existent things, as if they are. Like Abraham, I will be called a great woman, a great man of faith. I believe what you tell me, Lord. I believe your word. I believe your word energizes me. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. I believe that you can supply in all of my need according to your riches in glory 
in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you to our live audience. I went way over my time today, but God is still good. He's still providing. And may God really bless you, and may we will pray over your requests. And we, will, we are awaiting testimonies. We are awaiting testimonies. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.